This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you trust yourself? Whether you're facing a big decision, want to make a change in your life, or you're trying to plan for the future, the best foundation is knowing you can count on yourself. Therapy can help you build that self-reliance so you're prepared for anything. Give it a try today at betterhelp.com super. Is Katniss related to Lucy Gray? Hey, brother! Today's episode will contain spoilers for A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and in solidarity with the SAG after strike, will not contain any footage from struck work. Gosh, there can be absolutely no doubt that when you're reading The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, there are so many massive and apparent parallels between the character of Lucy Gray and the ever-famous Katniss Everdeen. They are, of course, both the District 12 female tributes and go on to win each of their Hunger Games. They are both known to sing and particularly resonate with Mockingjays. They have meaningful, if not opposing relationships with the mayor's daughter, and their very presence in the game seemed to rattle the Capitol and specifically President Snow to their core. All in all, making them both ridiculously cool characters. And so, of course, as you're making your way through the prequel installment of this particular series, you just can't help but feel like there's some serious connective tissue being established between them. And the end result is this, like, almost foregone conclusion that, like, they must be related, right? And yet the story seems to be throwing some kind of unusual wrenches into that assumption. Lucy Gray is of course a member of the nomadic group called the Covey and their unique naming conventions can make it just a little bit tricky to track how they sort of travel through history. And Lucy Gray herself has quite the mysterious ending, kind of leaving it open-ended as to whether or not she even survives the ending of the prequel installment. Something where even if she did, it doesn't exactly seem likely that where she would go afterwards is back to District 12. Then beyond that, there's a 64 year gap between these two stories, meaning at best, it would be a grandmother-granddaughter relationship between Lucy Gray and Katniss. However, I don't even think that's the case either. If they end up being related, I don't think it will be in the way that you might expect. It may come with some caveats. Today, I'll explain. Okay, Lucy Gray and Katniss. I think first things first, what we need to discuss is the elephant in the room, which is whether or not Lucy Gray even survives the ending of A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. A title for a story that I originally liked, but after making three weeks worth of videos about them, I'm starting to feel like it's a little lengthy. But also spoilers, if Lucy Gray doesn't survive the ending of that story, then she's not related to Katniss because, well, she, she didn't survive. But let's go ahead and assume that she does survive because that is sort of the premise of this entire conversation. The next problem is that she probably wouldn't be in District 12. Because as a refresher, at the ending of A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Coriolanus and Lucy Gray are fleeing District 12 together to go and make a life for themselves in the wilderness. But then like half a day into escaping, they discover the murder weapons for the mayor's daughter Mayfair, which Snow is worried he would be linked to. And the discovery of these weapons weapons basically means that he's not going to be caught. And that was the primary reason that he was leasing, leasing. Why do I keep saying leasing? Leaving District 12 in the first place. Thus, he starts having second thoughts. But as he's having these second thoughts, Lucy Gray is also figuring out that Snow is the one responsible for the death of their friend Sejanus. Or at least Snow thinks she figured this out. We, we all of us, 
We don't actually know. Either way though, this sends Coriolanus down a total thought spiral where he is absolutely certain that Lucy Gray is now attempting to kill him and therefore he should use the weapons he just found to do the same. Coriolanus eventually fires the guns in the direction of where he believes Lucy Gray to be, but again, we don't know whether or not he found his mark. We never actually learn her fate, but just for the simple sake of saying it out loud, there is always the possibility that she simply survives, returns to District 12, where she just goes on to live out the rest of her life. In which case, it's entirely possible that she finds someone to settle down with has a child, that person has a child who is Katniss and Lucy Gray is Katniss's grandmother. This idea is not particularly supported by the plot or any of the additional clues, but just again, we had to say this was possible. But it's certainly also not very logical because we also know that going back to District 12 is exactly what Coriolanus does. And at this point, Lucy Gray would absolutely know that he wants her dead. And plus, once you're out, why on earth would you return? In this case, it's actually better for everyone to assume that you are in fact dead and just go on to live a free life. In my mind, I think it is far more likely that she just continues the course, heads north, where she eventually finds District 13 and is absolutely instrumental in the eventual downfall of President Snow and the Capitol. We here at Super Carlin Brothers actually believe it's incredibly possible that she goes on to just be President Coin herself. So full video by clicking the card if you wanna check that out. But if that's what happens, then in order for her to be Katniss's grandmother, then she would have to meet somebody in District 13 where she would then have a son who would grow up and eventually leave District 13 to go back to District 12, meet Katniss's mom where they then have Katniss. Which again brings up the question of just, just why on earth would you leave the safety of District 13 to go back to District 12? Why does everyone want to go back to District 12? Your fate back in District 12 would be to volunteer your life as a coal miner and again, be subservient to the capital. At the end of the day, I guess we do know that this family is good at volunteering for things, but still. I volunteer as tribute. There is one other last concept that might involve them being directly related, but in a less familial sense. There is a huge layer of mystery, both in universe and out here in the real world, surrounding the ballad of Lucy Gray, where Lucy gets her name from. It's the story of a girl who goes out in a snowstorm and gets lost. So get it? It's like she gets lost in a snowstorm, President Snow very clever. The ballad ends by saying that Lucy essentially vanishes, but also suggesting that you might see the ghost or spirit of her out there still, meaning she may have somehow remained behind in some capacity. The symbolism of this particular interpretation might suggest that Katniss is quite literally like the reincarnated ghost or spirit of Lucy Gray. And maybe that's why they're both so similar and can serve as such a foil to President Snow. And I do like this particular explanation, especially just symbolically, I find it to be interesting, but there's still actually a much better connection on the table as to how Katniss may be related to the characters from the prequel books. Book, single. There's just one. And I would say at this point in time that the odds are not exactly in favor of a scenario where Katniss is directly related to Lucy Gray, but it doesn't mean they can't still be connected somehow more distantly. But there is actually another member of the Covey that I think has a better connection with Katniss, and that is Maud Ivory. In A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Maud Ivory is eight to nine years old and is essentially just 
the embodiment of a little kid. But the detail that caught our attention about Maude Ivory right away is her unique ability to know a song after only hearing it once. The song, it was payback of a kind. Most people won't know that, but the Covey will get the message loud and clear. And they're all I really care about. Just on one hearing, asked Coriolanus, I went by pretty fast. One hearing's all my cousin Maude Ivory needs. That child never forgets anything with a tune. We eventually learned that Katniss has this same ability. She talks about it when she's describing how she remembers the words to The Hanging Tree, something that was taught to her by her father. The tune was simple and easy to harmonize to, though, and back then I could memorize almost anything set to music after a round or two. Now, the exciting thing about The Hanging Tree in particular, especially considering that Katniss learned about it from her father, is that the song is actually written by Lucy Gray Baird. And that information by itself might suggest to you that like, hey, doesn't that seem more likely that Lucy Gray is directly related to Katniss? Like she wrote the song. But I think there's yet another detail that goes even further to tie these two bits of information together. And that is the fact that Lucy Gray only ever performed The Hanging Tree one time before the head peacekeeper at the time, Commander Hoff, deemed it to be too rebellious. And keeping in mind the fact that there are pretty slim chances that Lucy Gray ever returned to District 12, the fact that this particular song continues to live on all the way up until when Katniss is alive 64 years later is almost an absolute testament to the idea that it's thanks to Maude Ivory. She heard it the one time and was able to hold on to it. And, and just because the song was banned after its first ever performance, there are just not that many other situations that would have been available for people to have eventually learned the song otherwise. So after the single performance, the only person who could have memorized all of it would be Maud Ivory, who even Maud herself could not perform it to other groups of people, but maybe only in private to say like, her son. Her son would then, of course, be Katniss's father, by the way, which also makes perfect sense when you consider the fact that he is highly regarded for having a beautiful singing voice, something that would totally seem to track as someone who's got Covey lineage. And again, we know that Katniss learns the hanging tree from her father, and he must have learned it from someone. And guys, we need to take a quick pause right there and let you know that Super Carlin Brothers is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I can be completely honest with you and let you know that there have been so many occasions in my life where I needed to make a big decision and I didn't know which path was the right one. And if I had to guess, I'm sure this is something that you yourself have faced at some point in your life as well, because making decisions about how to go forward isn't always clear. It's just a standard part of being human. So whether you're dealing with a career decision, a relationship, or just anything else in your life that feels monumental, therapy can help you stay connected to you while you find whatever path is best. And being connected with yourself, knowing yourself can be so critical. It'll help ensure that the decisions that you make in life are properly aligned with your own personal values. I personally am a therapy frequent flyer. I have all of my appointments scheduled for the rest of the year. And without it, I honestly feel like I might feel out of touch or overwhelmed with life circumstances. Because meeting with someone to discuss your fears, hopes, and feelings helps to reinforce that you are okay being you. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, start with BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule because it's entirely online. To get started, you'll fill out a brief questionnaire that'll help you get matched up with the proper therapist, but you're also able to switch that therapist at any time. It's really easy. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com super to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 
super. Link is in the description down below. Speaking again of her father, he's also the one who takes Katniss to the cabin by the lake, the place that only the members of the Covey seem to know about. It's even at the secret cabin by the lake where Maud Ivory herself talks about collecting Katniss tubers. Like it feels like an almost foregone conclusion that Katniss's father was raised by the remaining members of the Covey that Lucy Gray leaves behind. And the other thing that Lucy Gray, of course, leaves behind is also her music. The Hanging Tree isn't the only song that Katniss seems to have inherited from the Covey. There's also the song about the meadow that Katniss sings to Rue as she's dying. This is the same song that we learned in A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes that Lucy Gray literally used to sing to Maud Ivory. Well, I will if you sing to me. Sing me the one from when I had croup. She flattened out her head on Lucy Gray's lap. Lucy Gray proceeds to sing deep in the meadow. But that's still not everything. We fast forward back to Katniss's first Hunger Games with Peeta when they're inside of the cave together. Peeta is explaining when he first took notice of Katniss. So that day in music assembly, the teacher asked, who knew the valley song? Your hand shot right up in the air. She stood you up on a stool and had you sing it for us. And I swear, every bird outside the windows fell silent. And once again, we can travel back to Lucy Gray. It's in the scene where they're being held in the zoo before the first Hunger Games without any food. Coriolanus suggests to Lucy Gray as her mentor that maybe if she sings, then people will like her and bring her food. You don't have to sing, I mean. I know, she said. He wanted her to though, but if people like you, they might bring you more food. As Coriolanus moves to leave, Lucy Gray breaks into song. Coriolanus had not gone 20 paces when he stopped by the sound of his tribute's voice, singing sweet and clear through the night air. The song she's singing is the Valley Song. Even later in the story, when she's talking to Coriolanus about it, she refers to it this way. And the Valley Song was, like you told me, maybe a way to get food, she said. Now, at least to be fair in this particular situation, Katniss's teacher back when she was five specifically asked the entire class if anybody knows the Valley Song. So it might hold some importance just in District 12 in general. This could potentially make it unique when compared to The Hanging Tree or Deep in the Meadow, which seem to be lesser known songs and specifically taught to Katniss by her father. But either way, it's yet another connection between these two eras and the person who knows the song is still Katniss. But even the fact that other people know this particular song might still be a clue. Katniss reveals in the very first chapter of The Hunger Games that there's only been one other winner besides Haymitch, but Haymitch is the only one who's still alive. Katniss is describing the mayor here. Then he reads the list of past District 12 victors. In 74 years, we have had exactly two. Only one is still alive. Haymitch Abernathy. Now, of course, at this point in time, if you've read A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, then you know the other victor is Lucy Gray. But the kicker is that at the end of A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, we also learn that Dr. Gall has methodically gone through and completely erased and destroyed all of the tapes of the 10th Hunger Games. While that could be a problem in the future, it's a blessing this year, given that I've had to erase the whole mess. You erased it, he asked? Every last copy gone, never to be aired again, she grinned. I have a master in the vault, of course, but that's just for my own amusement. He was glad to hear about the erasure. It was just one more way to eliminate Lucy Gray from the world. So while Dr. Gall, Snow, and the Capitol had gone to pretty extensive lengths to make sure that nobody ever remembered Lucy Gray, there is still one person left in the districts who would make absolute certain that people never forgot her, Maud Ivory. She is the young girl, again, at eight or nine years of age, who absolutely looked up to Lucy Gray, but who Lucy Gray even knew had the talent to eventually take her spot as lead. What will they do? I mean, the band, 
without you. Oh, they'll get by, they can all carry a tune, and Maude Ivory is just a few years from replacing me as lead singer anyway. Yeah, I think there can be no doubt that Maude Ivory is none other than Katniss's paternal grandmother. She married a Mr. Everdeen, had Katniss's father, who eventually had Katniss. But also, that doesn't even mean that Katniss isn't still somewhat related to Lucy Gray. When discussing the Covey in general, there can be no doubt that Lucy Gray sees all of these people as family. And as we said earlier, when she's talking about the fact that Maud Ivory is able to remember a song after just one listen, she refers to her as her cousin. But I think that they are blood-related cousins, not just like within the Covey. Before the Hunger Games, Coriolanus is asking Lucy Gray about her family and she marks the difference. I have a couple of cousins and the rest of the Covey. She leaned in to check the paper. Is there space for them? Maud Ivory actually eventually spells it out even more. That's Billy Tope though. Where he goes, trouble follows. Is he your brother? asked Sejanus. Oh no, he's a clade. Him and Clerk Carmine are brothers. The rest of us are all Baird cousins. The girls, I mean. And Tam Ambers, a lost soul. So Katniss has a more direct relationship with Maud Ivory, who again, I believe to be her paternal grandmother. But if Lucy Gray is in fact Maud Ivory's cousin, then that makes her Katniss's first cousin twice removed something I definitely had to look up. And with all that being said, if you wanna get real speculative about it at this point in time, I have my own mini theory as well that Everdeen is not actually even Katniss's real last name. Instead, I think that her father or grandfather changed it from Evergreen. Now, we never actually meet anybody else by the last name of Evergreen inside of District 12, but it would fit that Covey naming convention of having your second name be a color. And similar to Lucy Gray, it could be the case that the color itself is actually a reference to a ballad. Evergreen. What I like about this particular name though is that one, it would then fit the Covey naming conventions, which is super interesting and fits everything else that we're trying to say. But also evergreen trees are called evergreen trees because they always stay green, even in the face of cold weather, even when it snows. Get it? Evergreens resist snow. Plus at this point in time, I just had to check to see whether or not there happened to be a ballad out there called Evergreen. And in fact, there is sang by none other than Barbara Streisand in A Star Is Born. It's about two people whose love is inevitable. And just listen to the second verse. Like a rose under the April snow, I was always certain love would grow. Love, ageless and evergreen seldom seen by two. Look guys, we write a lot of theories here at Super Carlin Brothers, and it's a pretty rare occasion when you have a hunch that something could possibly be related. And then when you look at the lyrics of the song, they literally involve snow and rose and love and evergreen. Like all the pieces are all there. But there you go, guys. Is Katniss a descendant of Lucy Gray? No, it doesn't look like it. Is she distantly related to her? Yes, it appears so. Katniss is the granddaughter of Lucy Gray's cousin, Maud Ivory, making Katniss part district, part Covey, all fire. Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire! But there you go, guys. Be sure to let me know, how are you enjoying the Hunger Games content that we've been doing? We've been having an absolute blast diving into this fandom. It's been really cool to see just like all of the different pieces and kind of like piecing them together myself in a way that I hadn't officially done yet, just as a casual reader. Uh, be sure to let me know in the towel section down below. As ever, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to find out whether or not Lucy Gray goes on to be President Coin from District 13, I think there is a lot of compelling evidence around it. That video is right over here. Otherwise, until next time, bye.